From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, Guy Kleinman on an innovative intracapsular ring that prevents PCO and on soaking IOLs in moxifloxacin. What we want to do is to create a ring that will open the capsular bag. First this. If time and money were no object, you'd probably go to a lot of meetings. Not just ASCRS, but EFCRS, APACRS, AAO, Hawaiian Eye, and Winter Update, and you'd learn a ton. But money is an issue, and time an even bigger one. That's why I go to all of those meetings for you. Speak with the presenters you'd like best, and get them to distill their talks down to just a few minutes. You can see all of these interviews at no cost at the iWorld Replay website. Just go to ewreplay.org, E-W-R-E-P-L-A-Y.org, and enjoy. I had the opportunity to interview a number of people advancing the forefront of ophthalmology during the annual meeting of the European Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgeons in Amsterdam. Edited versions of these interviews are presented on the iWorld Replay website as brief videos. I'm going to present these interviews in their entirety over a number of podcasts. Today, we will hear from Guy Kleiman. All of the interviews were fantastically interesting to me, and I learned a lot in these conversations. I hope that you enjoy them as much as I did. I'm here with Guy Kleiman, the smartest guy that I know. Uh, we're going to be talking about a topic that is once more taking center stage, which is PCO and uh, the the prevention of it. Uh, there, there's been discussion in the past about whether we want to promote the uh, fusion of capsule leaves or whether we want to actually keep them separate. Uh, Guy, I'm going to ask you to give us some, some background on it and then to talk about the study that Thank you've you, done. Josh. Pleasure to be here. Well, uh, we used to say that we have uh, to have a fusion of the uh, leaves of the capsule to prevent PCO, what we call the shrink crep. But uh, uh, observation that recently were reported by Liliana Werner and the group from Salt Lake City uh, on special design IOLs like the synchrony and the fluid vision, which are lens that separate the, the leaves of the capsule bag. And we expected them to have more PCO, but surprisingly there were less PCO. And then it raised maybe a new paradigm of opening the capsule as a prevention of PCO. So this is a new paradigm now, and we try to uh, to create it with a special design that we uh, developed. Tell me, uh, w- first of all, what does the device look like uh, so, the, that you're using, yes. and, and then how do, how do you put it in? So it looks like a, a ring, and ring were uh, created in the past. Uh, Hara was the one that uh, started ring even in the early 90s, and later on Nishi and Manipache, but the idea then was a mechanical blockage or stressing, stretching of the uh, lens capsule. What we want to do is to create a ring that will open the capsular bag, and there are several special characteristics of this ring. There is a roof that will uh, uh, prevent the capsule, the anterior capsule, from going on the lens. There is a special design a, a capsular, a capsular bend or capsular square edge at the end. There is a special groove for the high IOL haptic fixation. And what is more important in our eyes is the windows that we have in the side walls of the ring. 
So this is the special design of the ring. So the, this it, it, it's a it's a band. It's a it's a flexible yeah, band. Yeah. It has little slots cut on the exactly. um, edges. Now, why why would we if we're if we're putting this ring here? Why do we need slots? Okay, and, so, and, and and why does keeping things open work? Okay. So this is the, we are not sure about the mechanism, but there are evidence and papers that they published is is back on 1994 in the IOVS showing that. There is TGF beta 2 in the aquasumer, and the role of TGF beta 2 is probably prevention of uh, PCO uh, formation, prevention of proliferation of the lensopatelial cells. So, this is one thing. The second thing is work by Nishi showing that cytokines like interleukin 2 are also has an important role in the uh, proliferation of lensopatelial cells. So, we think that if we keep the capsule open, we let the aquasumer supply the TGF beta 2 to the lensopatelial cells. Cells. We prevent the chronic long ischemia of the low metabolic lensopatelial cells, will prevent the cytokine release, and all of this will prevent lens proliferation, lens capsular, uh, lensopatelial cell proliferation, and then prevent PCO. So, your thinking is if the cells remain bathed in TGF beta uh, and in cytokine, uh, that, that, that you're not going to see uh, the Formation of uh, exactly, of exactly. PCO. We prevent but, the cytokine and let them be exposed to the TGF beta two. But do, do you do you have some some biological model that that you can you can test this? So on? we tested it. We don't know the mechanism, but we tested it in rabbit eyes. We uh, we manufacture these two uh, devices: one from hydrophilic material and one from hydrophobic material. We tested two lenses: one hydrophobic, the technis, and one hydrophilic, Hanita lenses, which are very similar in the design. And we had six groups. Two groups received only the lens after lens evacuation, the only the IOL after lens evacuation, and the four other remaining group received combination of the IOLs and the uh, rings. And we looked at the PCO score, we uh, evaluated them after six weeks in the rabbit, in slit lamps, and then we enucleated the eye, we bisected them, and looked at the Miyake apple view and sent them to histology. And the results were amazing. We saw 80% PCO prevention in all the methods, in the slit lamp evaluation, in the Miyake apple view, and the histology. And what was more important, that we saw that we prevent the Sommerin's rings formation. Sommerin's rings, as you know, are the precursor for the PCO. So we're speaking about primary prevention of PCO, not secondary, not IOL that blocks the penetration of the cells into the visual axis, but we're speaking about primary prevention of PCO. The cells are not triggered to proliferate, they stay in the in the uh, periphery, in the equator, because we always have cells there, but they stay there. No one disturbs them, and they disturb, not disturb us. It's really, really cool stuff. Uh, Guy, thank you very much for sharing your time thank with you, us Rich. today. Thank you, Rich. I'm here with Guy Kleiman. Guy, you know there 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 are there are papers and there are protocols that that you know were in Europe now um, that are followed here in terms of using intracameral fluoroquinolones and, and and other antibiotics uh, at, at the at the conclusion of surgery uh, in the U.S. We we recognize 
you know, that the data is there, but it's still not something that's widely done. Um, you, you've been doing something else. Can, can, I, can I get you to talk about yeah, this? Yeah. So, so we, again, we know that uh, postoperative retinitis, although it's rare, it's a devastating disease. And, and there are some evidence that at least in the state where you're not using intracameral antibiotic injection at the end of the surgery, the rate is increasing or is not going down. So we uh, looked at the concentration of the antibiotic when you just give drops in the eye. And the concentration in the antibiotic in the eye of the fluoroquinolones, four generation, moxifloxacin and gatifloxacin, are lower than the MAC90 that we need for Staphylococcus negative, that is the most important microorganism responsible for postoperative endophthalmitis. And the reason is that 50% already almost has some, uh, 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 um, they are not, not uh, sensitive to it. So we looked for a way to increase the antibiotic concentration in the eye. And what we did, we took a regular hydrophilic acrylic eye oil, in this case the, the Ciflex from Rainer, and we pre-soaked it before the surgery in regular moxifloxacin, what we call from the bottle, nothing special. You take the moxifloxacin, the Vigamox from the bottle, and pre-soak the eye oil in the solution. And we showed that if you soak it for even 10 to 15 minutes with something that is really, you can consider even if a fast uh, setup, the concentration of the antibiotic that we get in the eye is really remarkable. Later on, what we did, we combined it with intracamal injection because intracamal injection gives very high concentration of the antibiotic just after the injection. But the, anti but the concentration is not reproducible. Sometimes you put, you put more. Sometimes it leaks around the needle. Sometimes after you inject it, you want to see that the eye is still soft and not tight enough, and you add some BSA. So the high concentration, but not reproducible, and the concentration decrease in a very fast rate because the aquas replace itself every two to three hours. So if you combine both models, we had very high concentration of the antibiotic just after the surgery, which keeps very effective against the microbacteria for several hours, the hours that are important after the surgery, because the incision, as you know, is not stable enough in the first hour after the surgery. It's very clever using this, this speedball you know, to get that big hit at the, uh, at, the, at the start and then to have, uh, you know, concentration going, going forward. But can you test this? Is there some okay. way of testing whether so it's, it's very, it's the endophthalmitis study are very tough. It's a, rare, it's a rare disease, and if you want to test it, you need thousands, tens of thousands of people. So uh, what we did, we created, and we started to do it, an endophthalmitis challenge study. It's a tough model, but what we did, we inject... Anti uh, microbacteria, we inject actually Staphylococcus negative at the end of cataract surgery into the rabbit eye. And we looked for the concentration that in one hand will not give us such a severe disease that nothing can treat it, but will in the other hand be reproducible, that will have every time 100% Endophthalmitis. So we looked for the minimum concentration of antibiotic that the, of the microorganism that we will inject into the eye that will be able to produce it. And we found a, a, a such a model and we tested it on this model. So we tested four groups. Group one, we did the cataract surgery without anything, just drops as a regular protocol every two hours after the surgery. Group B, we injected into the eye at the end of the surgery intracameral moxifloxacin, 100 microgram in 0.1 ml. Group C, we implanted this, the uh, IOL after pre-soaking in antibiotic for 15 minutes. 
regular moxifloxacin from the bottle. And group D, we did everything. All the lens, all the groups again received drops, but group one only drops, group D, intracommon injection, group C, pre-soaked IOL, and group D, everything. And looked for 24 hours after uh, the surgery at the endophthalmitis rate. And we evaluated it in a endophthalmitis score, in a clinical judgment, in the presence of the hippopian. And what we saw, that the the tested group with the pre-soaked IOL, with or without the intracommon injection, had significantly less endophthalmitis, 80% prevention of endophthalmitis. And the case of, cases of endophthalmitis that were developed were significantly easier and not severe as the one in the drop groups only. It really, really cool stuff, and it sounds very simple. It does not sound like a very complicated. It's really simple. You just take the lens, soak it in a regular moxifloxacin Vigamox from the bottle, and just implant it in the eye. Oh, great stuff, great stuff. Guy, thank you very much for spending time with thank us you, today. Thank you, Thank you, appreciate it. Guy Kleiman comes to us from the Department of Ophthalmology at the Kaplan Medical Center in Tel Aviv, Israel. Ask questions of Dr. Kleiman or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at josh at iworld.org. As Seen From Here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.